Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio program tonight, coming to you this August 23rd, 2021, or maybe later you'll be listening to this on a podcast. If you go on Holy Ghost Radio and look up podcasts, I think you'll see 197 podcasts loaded up there, 179, something like that. Depends on if I'm dyslexic or not. We've got um, also anywhere, I guess, you listen to podcasts, just type in Pastor Bob Simons under any of your podcast sites, and I think think it'll come up. And so you can tune into past programs. We've had guests on the program, uh, so uh, we want you to tune into that if you would like to, and this will become a podcast someday when I get around to it. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, and that's where I'm broadcasting live from at a studio, an AM radio studio, in downtown Dickinson, North Dakota, I rode my motorcycle down here on this cool, windy evening tonight. Felt good. I I try to ride it as much as I can, any chance I can, and it's not very often I get to ride my motorcycle, but one of the things I look forward to is riding it down here to the studio and then the way home 
at night. And, of course, that has to stop sometime in October usually because it gets pretty cold here in North Dakota. I don't know where you're listening from, but why don't you let me know. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. Or you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. If you text scriptures to me, make sure to, to uh, put the entire scripture and not just the scripture reference because I don't have time to look it up. We've got um, some people already listening. We've got um, a brother, Billy Deesom, listening. I call him Stormy, listening from the Philippines tonight. It's tonight here, but it's tomorrow. Over there, It's I think he said 7.45 in the morning or something like that. So he said good morning, uh, brother Billy. We've got Tim listening in North Carolina. He just texted me. We've got, let's see who else listening tonight. We've got uh, brother Griffith uh, out in Great Falls, Montana. Uh the uh, evangelist Gary Blackshear is listening tonight. Great evangelist. If you're looking for an evangelist to get to come to your church, he's a, a great man, nice family, uh, very talented family. Plus, they're just good with people, and um, and I just love that. We've got uh, Marin and Yvonne listening down in Bowman tonight. We've got Nathaniel listening up in Park River. Uh, Brother Johnson is listening somewhere, and see who else. There's somebody else that... Uh, Stacy's listening somewhere, and um, let's see, we've got Jody listening and Harvey, Jody and the girls, Sister Bretz is listening tonight, didn't even get to talk to you in church today, but Sister Bretz, uh, such a nice lady that comes to our church from Kildare, and um, just a sweet, sweet lady, great personality. We've got, tonight I want to get right into the program, <coughs> I just want to tell you throughout the program that this, If you are in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, 501 Elks Drive, it's right on Interstate 94. You can't miss it as our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10. And then we have a church in Beach that has services Tuesdays at 7.30. And in Bowman, we have a church <coughs> that has Sunday morning services at 10.30 and Thursday evening services at 7.30. We have a church in Beulah, North Dakota, one in Williston, one in Newtown. Those are churches just around us here that are good churches. And so we'd love to get you connected with them, and we'd love to meet you if you live in the Dickinson area. Uh, come come on Wednesday night if you can. Uh, we'd love to have you come. I want to start here in Second Corinthians. I'm going to jump right into this. I've got a lot here, and so we'll see what happens. Second Corinthians 11.4. For if he that cometh preacheth, preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. And let me just read this out of the New Living Translation just to clarify that last part. It's He said Paul was being kind of um, um, a little satire, a little sarcasm possibly here. <clears throat> he said you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. <clears throat> There's a lot there. If if I was a preacher, or I am a preacher, but if I was just w- wandered into a church somewhere, and all of a sudden, surprise, they said, Pastor Bob is going to preach to us tonight. I could turn to Second Corinthians 11.4, and I could certainly preach a solid hour without any notes. Uh, the Apostle Paul was... Uh, was reprimanding these people in Corinth, saying, "You guys, you guys will accept anything. Like you're, you're, you're going to listen to anybody that comes to you and tells you anything. If they talk about a, a different gospel than one we preached, you know, the Acts two thirty eight message of repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit. He said you'll believe that. Uh, he said, or a different spirit than that you received. Now the spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Nowadays, some people think they receive that spirit when they're confirmed." Well, that's not the same spirit. That's not anything. Um, and tonight I want to zero in on a different Jesus. <laughs> he said, you, you, you'd accept people telling you about a different Jesus. And to talk to you about who the Jesus was of the New Testament, I've got to sp- spend some time in the Scripture. Uh, we we are not going to accept another Jesus. I'm not going to accept a different Jesus than the one the apostles preached. 
I don't want you to accept a different Jesus. There's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of wrong ideas out there about who Jesus is, and I want to tonight clarify those things. This is going to be rather academic, I suppose, but I would imagine hard-hitting if you know your Bible and you disagree with me. But in 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 6, the Apostle Paul said, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. This is a key scripture to our, our radio show tonight. There's only one God. To the apostles, to them, he said, to us, there's only one God, the Father. That's it. There's only one God. Now you say, well, I thought you were going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to, but I've got to talk about who God is. There's only one God. One In Mark chapter 12 and verse 28, one of the scribes came up to where Jesus was talking, and he heard them reasoning with Jesus, and perceiving that Jesus had answered them well, he asked Jesus, he said, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt, and the scribe said unto him, well, let me just skip down to verse 32, and the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. There is only one God. That's it. There's only one God. And the Bible said that one God is the Father. In the book of Deuteronomy 6.4, it says, this is the scripture Jesus was quoting in Mark chapter 12, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Deuteronomy 6.4, that should be a memorized verse for you, possibly even have it as on a plaque in your, on your wall. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. All through the Old Testament, it, it solidifies, it reaffirms that there's only one God. Isaiah 43.10, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be there after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now this is... God the Father speaking, because there is only one God, the Father. That's it. The words God the Son are not found in the Scripture, and we're going to deal with uh, God the Spirit, because the Father is a Spirit. Just just let me just read some verses to you, uh, just to clarify to you that the Bible teaches there's only one God. Wherever you're at right now, even if you're driving, hold up one finger, look at it, and that's how many gods there are, just one. That's it. There's no other. This is not new. This is not something that that most people struggle with. But it is something that religious people have muddied up to the point where people don't even understand who this one God is. Isaiah 45 and 5 says, I am the Lord, there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. You skip down to verse 18 of Isaiah 45. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, there is none else. Uh, You skip down to verse 21. We're in Isaiah 45. Tell me and bring them near, tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me. A just God, a Savior, there is none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God, there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear." The Old Testament God is the one true God. And you say, well, you still haven't told us who Jesus is. We're getting there. But I've got to tell you that there's only one God, and this one God is the Father. Isaiah 48.11 says, For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted, and I will not give my glory unto another? Hearken to me, O Jacob and Israel, my called. I am he. I am the first. I also am the last. 
And so we see the Old Testament solidly states that there is only one God. As I mentioned in our opening scripture in 1 Corinthians 8 and 6, uh, the New Testament, one of many scriptures that states there's only one God. But to us, there is but one God, the Father. That's it. Um, the uh, New Testament, Jesus himself talked about this one God. First Timothy 1.17, Paul wrote to Timothy, Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is talking about God the Father. Jude, verses 24 and 25, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever, or now and ever. Amen. And so the Bible teaches that there's only one God. This concept that there are three separate and distinct persons in the Godhead is not found in the Scripture. That is a man-made doctrine that was made years after the apostles had written their writings and were dead. And we're going to talk about that tonight on our program. You know, before I break into a song, I just want to re <coughs> reinstate that there is only one God, and that the Father is God. Ephesians 4, 6 says, There's one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Jesus said in John 17 and 3, which is, John chapter 17 is one of my favorite chapters. Jesus said, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. Jesus is talking about the Father. He said, he called him the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And so tonight we're talking about there's only one God. He is the Father. And we're going to get to talking about who is Jesus then. Uh, how about this old Lance Appleton song? We'll give it a whirl. There's only one God in the Bible. The scriptures quite plainly declare. Some people think God is three persons, but I can't find that anywhere. There's just one God, one God, one God is sufficient for me, for me. One God, one God, one God is sufficient for me. Oh, let us make man in our image. Uh oh. They say proves that God is a them. A what? But then we find out when God did it. Pronouns are he, his, and him. Jehovah said, I am your Savior. He made this whole world by himself. It was he that was laid in a manger. Jehovah, not somebody else. Well, we all know there's only one Satan. On this, folks can seem to agree.
my body lies over the ocean. Is that the tune that's taken from? That was an old Lance Appleton song. You know, when I first got into the Apostolic Church, somebody gave me a couple Lance Appleton, um, or they recorded a couple Lance Appleton albums, I think, on 8-track for me or something. I, I don't remember how I got them. But anyway, I wore those things out, and I've been singing those songs. Now my my uh, my kids were singing those songs growing up, and now my grandkids are singing those songs. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're back. We're talking about not accepting another Jesus. Brother Fuller just texted me, said, I counted the Holy One appears 50 times in the Scripture. He just counted. Brother Johnson, we're going to get to your Scripture in Second Corinthians here in a minute. Brother Bowles, uh, we're, he's getting a little ahead of me, but the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And so who was the father of Jesus? Well, he was still the father. Holy Ghost and the father are the same. Um, we've got some Woodses listening in Beulah. Ben Yoder out in Pennsylvania listening in. James down in Oskaloosa, Iowa. The Portales family listening on our anniversary of marriage and baptism in Jesus' name. So you got baptized the same day you got married, is that right? And uh, Brother Jones, tell it, he says. That's what he always says to me. I'm looking forward. Brother Jones and I are going to do, and our wives, we're going to do a little trip to South Dakota, hopefully, in September. We're going to trailer a couple motorcycles down there, and our wives are going to go shopping and hang out, and we're going to drive around the Black Hills and meet up with them at mealtime. And and I'm looking forward to being with my good friend, and uh, he'll probably talk me into wearing a helmet. So... Which is all right, I guess. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, live from Dickinson, North Dakota, this evening, Sunday evening, August 23rd. <clears throat> We've established, I hope, in a very short time, that there's only one God, and this one God is the Father. For to us, there is but one God, the Father. So anytime you see the word God that's talking about the one true God in the Bible, you could substitute father in there and be safe you you could there's only one god the father now the key to understanding the godhead starts here god the father is a spirit john 424 god is a spirit jesus said now here again god who's god god is the father jesus said god is a spirit the father is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Numbers 23:19 says God is not a man. God is a spirit. The Holy Spirit and God the Father are the same entity. <laughs> they're the same. I don't want to use the word person, but they're the same. That's why when I read earlier Ephesians 4:6, one God and the Father of all you know, God, here, of course, he's the Father of all. One God, the God the Father is that one God, who is above all and through all and in you all. So if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you have actually been filled with the Spirit of God the Father. Because the Holy Spirit and God the Father are the same. That's why Jesus said in John 15 and 26, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father. He shall testify of me. There is so much confusion about this topic tonight, and it's not all from people that are Trinitarians. <coughs> Sometimes oneness people that believe in one true God get mixed up. They don't understand that there's only one God, the Father. That's it. There's only one God, the Father, and the Father and the Holy Spirit are the same. They're, they're very much the same. They're exactly the same. They're not two separate persons. There's not two spirits. There's not one spirit, the Holy Spirit, and there's not one spirit, God the Father spirit. God the Father and the Holy Spirit are the same. Now, getting to my topic. It took me a long time, but I had to establish tonight to you that there's only one God, the Father, and he is a spirit. And that's what I've been spending the last 20 Five minutes of this program doing. This is so important for us to understand who Jesus is now. Because in 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, Greg, Brother Greg Johnson sent me this scripture just now. But it says this, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, 
here again, I hope I've established to you, when you see the word God in the Bible talking about the divine true God, the only wise God, the holy one, brother uh, Doug, the, when you see that word God like that, that's talking about the Father. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says that the Father was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Here's, here's the, this is the program in a nutshell. So tonight, I've titled this program, if you ever want to listen to it again or share it with somebody, Another Jesus. Because they have begun to preach this other Jesus as some kind of a second person in a trinity when the Bible said that Jesus was God the Father made into a man. The major difference between what I believe, what the Bible teaches, and what many churches who have bought into the concept of the triune God concept is this. This is the major difference. I believe that God is the Father. God the Father was in Christ. The triune doctrine believes that it was the Son of God that was in Christ. I believe that God the Father was in Christ. Now, one of the reasons that I'm doing this program tonight is not only for our local listening audience, which, unfortunately, this might be going over some of your heads. I hope not. And I'm not trying to belittle you or talk down to you, but I think some of you don't even know your Bibles. But you you like Pastor Bob and his obnoxious statements Tonight, this is not about Pastor Bob and his obnoxious statements. But I'm also doing this because I believe there are people that are oneness people that don't understand this. Some. Now, most do. But there are some that don't understand this. They're afraid. They get nervous when Pastor Bob says, there's only one God, the Father. They go, oh, no, Pastor Bob, Jesus is God. Well, of course he is. Because God the Father was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. We're going to see, as we keep delving into this, that there is only one God, and this one God has come to us in a way that we can understand him. And he's come to us, uh, we've got a lot of scriptures here about who Jesus is. Don't accept another Jesus. Jesus, let me let me read this one verse. i got to read some of these texts, but let me read this one verse before I delve into this song. There is one God, 1 Timothy 2 and 5. There's one God. Everybody tell me who that is. That's the Father. And one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ was truly a man, but the spirit that dwelt in him was God the Father. And your brothers didn't ever get to be a chore And when your daddy passed away Jesus, what could you say? Were you worried about being poor? Did you ever take a look at the open road And wonder what was at the end? 
tell me, Jesus, did you ever lose your very best friend? Jesus, I know it's true. You've been through what I go through. Jesus, you're my Savior, but you wasn't man once too. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I know you. Did you ever have an aching heart For a sweet little Jewish girl And did you throw it all away For the reason that you came into the world Jesus, when you knew what must be done Did you ever want to turn your back and run And did you ever feel lonely Like nobody even cares Jesus, I know Pastor Bob to tell like it is radio show, don't accept another Jesus. You know, don't accept another gospel, don't accept another spirit, but don't accept another Jesus. The Bible's very clear about who Jesus is. I've got a lot of people texting me scriptures tonight. Thank you so much. Um, yes, Stormy, Jesus is the living God. He is. Because he is the image of the invisible God. I've got Lori texting me from South Heart, some good scriptures tonight, some that were on my notes, some that were not. Um, pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. We are a one God-believing church. We believe that Jesus is God the Father in a visible image. That we believe that Jesus is God the Father in a all the fullness of God of God is in bodily in Jesus Christ. We believe that God the Father is a spirit, but there will be one seated on the throne in heaven that everybody's worshiping, and that is Jesus. First Timothy three sixteen it says, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Now there are people who say, Pastor Bob, I'm tuning you out. The Trinity's a mystery. Nobody can understand it. <clears throat> well, let me just tell you that I didn't read the rest of this verse. First Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Then Paul goes on to explain the mystery. He said, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. God was made known as a man. You know, uh, Lori texted me the scripture in Isaiah. Let me see if I can get to it here. The, um, uh, the scripture, for unto us a child is born, Isaiah 9 and 6. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The name Jesus itself simply means Jehovah or Yahweh has become my Savior. <clears throat> That's what it means. He's become our Savior. And you can find this prophesied throughout the Old Testament. Pastor Bob's got a pesky cough. I try to shut my mic off when I do it, but it's kind of coming through. So this other Jesus that many other churches and doctrines historically have accepted is this making Jesus into a separate person from God the Father. When the Bible says that God the Father was in Christ, 
and he's not a second person. Second Corinthians four and four says that Jesus was the is the image of God. Hebrews one one through three, it says God who at sundry times and in divers manners. In other words, God in different ways and in different times spoken times past unto the, unto the fathers, unto our ancestors by the prophets, but hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. The right hand is the position of power. It's not a geographical position, because God is a spirit. He's everywhere. He doesn't have a right side to him. He's got a position of power. <clears throat> First, or Colossians 1.13 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God. Now, invisible God who? Well, it's not God the Son, because the Bible says there's only one God, the Father. Jesus is the image of the invisible Father. That's who he is. That's who he was when he walked on this earth. That's who he is now in his resurrected body. He is the image of the invisible Father. And so if you worship Jesus... You are worshiping the Father. Because, well, let me keep reading. In in Colossians it said, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now we're going to find out who this him is in a little bit in John chapter 1. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. Everything about God will dwell, is dwelling in Jesus Christ. That's why Paul goes on in Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You see, our religious world has presented to us another Jesus. The simple truth is that this one God, the Father, that's all there is, has come to us in a visible image. And his name is Jesus. It's the part of God that we can understand. In John chapter 1, and this really is where I wanted to get tonight, because when Paul told these people, he said, you guys would accept anybody. You, you, you accept another Jesus, another gospel, another spirit. <laughs> he said, you, you, you'll just listen to anybody. Well, one of the things I'm going to tell you about the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, we've got people in all different walks of their spiritual development, but we have a lot of solid people in our church. <clears throat> they know who Jesus is. And when we get kooky people that come in, to try to confuse everybody and get them following following them, which all churches have that, they run into a brick wall because there are many people in our church that know who God is, and they know who Jesus is. And in John chapter 1, it ties everything I've said together about this one God, the Father, and who Jesus is. And so let's get to it. John chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. He was in the world, verse 10. The world was made by him. The world knew him not, verse 11. He came unto his own, the Jews, and his own received him not. And then in verse 14 of John 1, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me talk about John chapter 1. John chapter 1 will tie together everything that I've said so far. There's one God, the Father. This one God, the Father, is a spirit, and he is not able to be comprehended by anything. There's no human intellect. The highest IQ in the world can't understand this God the Father, this Spirit. But God the Father spoke. You know, the Phillips version, J.B. Phillips translated the New Testament, and this is the way he translated John chapter 1. In the beginning, God expressed himself. And this expression was with God and this expression was God. And verse 14, and this expression was made flesh. Right now, you have got Bob, (laughs) Pastor Bob. Most of you that are listening in Radio Land don't know what I look like. You don't know anything about me. You don't know what my wife looks like. You don't maybe you don't know how many children I have, how many grandchildren I have, which is twenty. <coughs> so I told you that. You don't know what kind of house I live in. You don't know um, anything about me really. But you are hearing my word on the radio tonight. My word is different than I am, but is it a separate person? from who I am? Or is my word the explanation of who I am? Is my word the expression of who I am? Could you get to know me by my word? Of course you could. So in in tonight on KDAX, there's Bob, and there's the word of Bob. (laughs) The Bible said in the beginning was the word, and The Word was with God, of course. And the Word was God, well, of course. This is not a separate person in God. This is God communicating with us. This is God reaching out to a world that cannot understand Him. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, saith the Lord. My thoughts higher than your thoughts in the book of Isaiah. I don't know what earthworms think about, but I know I'm smarter than they are. And as high as I am intellectually above an earthworm, God is many more times higher intellectually than I am. But he spoke to us. In the very beginning, okay, there was God, the Father, the Spirit. And in Genesis chapter 1, it said, And God said... Let there be light. This is not a separate person in God that said this. This is God the Father himself. But the separation is, this is part of God that we can understand. That's why Colossians said, through Jesus, through the Word, he created the world. Because Jesus is the Word of God in a human, and now in a resurrected body form. This, this, um, I, I hope this isn't going over your head. I'm not trying to dumb it down, but I'm telling you, if you've got some mixed up ideas, there are people that are like, that have told me over the years, Pastor Bob, I feel so bad because sometimes I think I pray to the Father too much and I leave Jesus out or I never pray to the Holy Spirit. I hope the Holy Spirit doesn't feel bad. Well, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but that's mixed up. The Holy Spirit and the Father are the same. When you pray to the Father, you are praying to the Holy Spirit because they're the same. The Holy Spirit, God's holy, God's a spirit. God the Father is the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit, or God the Father, was in Jesus Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, bringing the world back to him. And now, in the resurrected body of Jesus, all the fullness of God the Father dwells bodily. Jesus made incredible statements about himself. Boy, there's a lot of people uh, uh, that are texting me, really encouraging encouraging me on, and um, appreciate you all that are listening tonight. Honored that you listen. One of the reasons I'm doing this is because this is going to be on a podcast, and I hope it is helpful to people, even people that maybe it can help you explain the Godhead to others. I mean, I know there are really great teachers that have taught this in wonderful ways, and I just want to add this to the to your uh, repertoire of, of things that you could teach people. But my angle on this that I sometimes am afraid people miss is that the one true God is God the Father, and God the Father is in Jesus Christ. When you worship Jesus, you're worshiping God the Father. You're not worshiping the human Jesus. Now, some of the confusion comes, I'm really getting mixed up here. Not mixed up, but I'm just not getting my order right. But some of the confusion about the Godhead comes because Jesus was truly a man when he walked this earth. Like, Jesus was hungry when he walked this earth. Hungry for food. Well, when has God the Father, a spirit, ever been hungry? Never. Jesus, when he walked this earth as a man, was tired. He was weary. Jesus was even discouraged. When was God the Father ever discouraged? Never. Jesus was both God and man. God the Father can't die. God can't die. God is a spirit. So who died on the cross? The perfect man, Jesus Christ. I read it earlier. There is, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus was both God the Father and flesh at the same time. And that flesh died on the cross. But out of Jesus' mouth, he spoke sometimes as a man and sometimes as God the Father. Like, for instance, to the thief, to the man on the cross, the man that, that uh, defended Jesus, <coughs> the thief that that said, you know, we deserve to be here, but he's never done anything wrong. Jesus looked at that man and said, truly, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Now, who was speaking there? Well, it couldn't have been the man Christ Jesus, because that resurrected body wasn't going to be raised for three days. So who was speaking to the thief on the cross? God the Father. But on the other hand, when Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was Jesus, the man, speaking. Jesus, there there shouldn't be any confusion here, for Jesus to truly be the sacrifice, to truly pave the way that we could submit our lives to God, had to truly be a man. Jesus was part Mary, but he didn't have an earthly father. Joseph was Jesus' stepdad. He wasn't Jesus' real father. (coughs) Mary was Jesus' mother. And Jesus, all the humanness that he had came from her. And, uh, And she was a special lady. That's why God picked her. She had other children after Jesus was born. That'll shock some of you listening to me, but Scripture says that. But Jesus was criticized. They told him in one place, in John chapter 10, they said, you are a man, and you make yourself to be God. Jesus had said, I and my Father are one. Jesus 
made incredible statements about who he was. In John 14 and 7, they had asked Jesus to show us the Father. They wanted to see the Father. Here's what Jesus said in John 14 and 7. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Let me read it again. Jesus told his disciples, if you had known me, you should have known my Father, the one true God also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And Philip doesn't get it. And he asked Jesus the same question over again. He, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us, or we'll be satisfied with that. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? When you've seen the Father, or when you've seen Jesus, you have seen the visible image of the invisible Father. John chapter 8 and verse 19, they said unto him, Where is thy Father? And Jesus answered, You neither know me nor my Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And then in verse 24 he said, And I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, who? The Father in a visible image. You shall die in your sins. John sixteen twenty seven and 28, Jesus said, for, for the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came out of, from the Father. I came forth from the Father, and I am come into the world, and again I leave the world and go to the Father. So this Jesus is God the Father in a visible image. You know, uh, let me just, let me just, I've got a few minutes here. Let me just go back to the concept of, of the Holy Spirit. My good friend, Pastor Bowles up in Grand Forks said that the Bible says the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. So the father of Jesus was the Holy Spirit. Well, it's because the Holy Spirit and the Father are the same. Romans 8, 9 through 11, I should have put this back with the other part about the Father being the Spirit, but notice this. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. For so be that the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God, notice the word Spirit of God, dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So it's talking about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. And then in verse 10 it says, and if Christ be in you, That's talking about the spirit that was in Christ. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. And notice verse 11. But if the spirit of of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, that's the Father dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. This talks about the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, Christ himself being in you, the spirit of the Father. These are all the same. Don't be confused anymore. There's only one God, the Father. And that's why when you cry out to the Father using the name of Jesus, Jesus told us to do this. When you call unto the Father, use my name. You know, neither is there salvation in any other name. There is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the New Testament name of Yahweh. It's a form of the word Yahweh. Yahshua, Yahweh has become my Savior. That's what Jesus is. That's what the name means. When I cry out to Jesus, I am praying to the Father. That's who I'm praying to. 
And Jesus himself told us to do that. The, um, you know, I've got Brother Raul, or Brother Paul listening tonight. I'm not going to pray that, play that song at the end, okay? I got one lined up and it takes me too much to get to it. Um, the Gingriches are listening in Medora. Um, just excited about what God's doing in their lives. They run those uh, horse-drawn carriages out there. The um, uh, We've got some more good stuff from Brother Johnson that I probably won't get to. Um, the um, Scripture says, let's see who this is from here. Um, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word name here, of course, is singular because the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is Jesus. And that's why the, the apostles baptized in Jesus' name. Thank you, for, thank you, James, for adding that to me. That's not James from the Bible coming back from the dead. That's James from Oskaloosa. If you want to come and visit us this week, you can come to visit us uh, at the New Life Pentecostal Church, Wednesdays and Sundays, 501 Elks Drive. Friday mornings, we have a men's Bible study. We'd love to have you come to that. That's at 6 a.m. Tuesday nights in Beach at 7.30, and Thursday night in Bowman at 7.30, and also 9, 10.30 Sunday mornings. And um, and so, and so I've been giving out my cell phone. I, you know, I really haven't given it out much tonight, 701-290-7862. You can... Um, you can get a hold of me that way. If you're not from this area, I'll try to find you a good church that believes in this one God that I've been talking about tonight. But why? So why is this important? Well, because I think it's important because we, first of all, God wanted us to know this. And secondly, we've got to know who died on the cross for us. Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, came to this world to die on the cross. He took my place on the cross. That's who died on the cross for me. He, he became the perfect sacrifice. The only man who has never sinned was sacrificed on the cross so sinners like you and I could be saved. I want to just sing a couple songs at the end. I've run myself out of time tonight. But uh, I want to just sing a couple songs about the cross maybe, or maybe just one because I don't have time. But Jesus took my place on that cross, and I'm, I'm so thankful for it. Lost like a little child, helpless as a baby, searching desperately to find someone who could save me, chained like a prisoner from the day that I was born, banned like a criminal for the things that I had done, then along came from out of nowhere, more precious than the light of day. You gave me something no one could take away When you took my place Took my place Years I spent In vanity and pride Caring not my Lord Was crucified I should have been the one Who was crucified and I should have been the one who suffered and died. Then along came from out of nowhere, more precious as the light of day. You gave me something no one could take away. When you took my place, took my place, took my place. Jesus willingly offered his life on the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he cried out to the Father, the man Christ Jesus, is there another way we can do this? And he said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but thy will be done. And that's who he, that's what he did on that cross. Crack the whip, drive the nails, Drag the lamb up on the hill A man who never did anything wrong Made a mockery before us all 
thorny crown, a bloody back, a helpless beaten naked man. The only true God came as a man. It was the darkest day this world had seen, but on that day His blood purchased me, and I want to say thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary. Crack the whip. Drive the nails, drag the lamb up on the hill. A man who never did anything wrong made a mockery before us all. A thorny crown, a bloody back, a helpless, beaten, naked man. The only true God. Came as a man. It was the darkest day this world had seen, but on that day His blood purchased me, and I want to say thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank. For Calvary. And Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that you would open the understanding of people, that they would understand that there is only one true God, and that you had a plan to save us from our sins. We're so thankful, God, for that. We're so thankful, Lord, for what you've done for us. We just pray in the name of Jesus. A lot more could could have been said about this topic tonight, but I'm out of time. Going to end with this uh, old song by Lance Appleton. God bless. Lord willing, next Sunday night, tune in for another Tell It Like It Is radio show.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.